Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here it is, a November 2nd, Tuesday edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Flyers back at it tonight, returning home for one to take on the Arizona Coyotes. And they kick off a month of hockey that is very difficult. 14 games in the month, seven home, seven away. That begins tonight, and they kick off a very important week of hockey with Arizona tonight. Arizona doesn't have a win on the season. And then Thursday in Pittsburgh, and then Saturday against Washington. More on the month of hockey in a second, but the opponent tonight is the Arizona Coyotes, and they are struggling. They've played nine games so far. They are 0-8-1 on the season, and they, in every statistical category, are not in a good position. Goals four, only 13 goals four in nine games. That's 32nd in the NHL. Goals against, they've given up 38. That is 32nd in the NHL, the worst. Assist, 24 on the season. They have the 30th most assist in the NHL. Shooting percentage is at 5.8%, 31st in the NHL. Power play percentage, clicking at a paltry 8%, 31st in the NHL. 58.6 is their PK. That is 32nd in the NHL. And penalty minutes, they've actually taken 122 penalty minutes in nine games, 31st in the NHL. Now, Flyers going to take them on. They got to make sure that they don't take the opponent lightly and come out with the two points. Don't let the loss in Calgary linger into a second loss back home. These are points against a team you have to have when you look at the Metropolitan Division. Conversely, you look at the Flyers in, in some of those same categories. Goals for, they have 25 on the season. That's the 12th most in the NHL. Uh, goals against, 20. That's 11th least in the NHL. Assists, 42, 12th in the NHL. Their shooting percentage is 12.63%. I mean, that's more, that's seven points higher than the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, that shooting percentage, by the way, second in the NHL. Uh, power play percentage, 23.8%, 12th in the NHL. PK for the Flyers, clicking at 80%, 20th in the league, and they have 99 penalty minutes. But that's, that's a cumulative number. Flyers are the most penalized per 60 team in the National Hockey League. And, and again, PK percentage, the Flyers killing at 80% looks incredible when you put it next to the 58.6% that the Arizona Coyotes are killing off so far this season. Flyers did make a change yesterday in practice to power play number one. Cam Atkinson has now been elevated to the top power play unit, and Ivan Provorov was working at the point for the Flyers on that top power play unit where they only have one defenseman out there, not Keith Yandel. Very interesting move. Uh, The Flyers uh, choosing to shake things up a little bit here with the power play. If they get some opportunities, and according to the numbers, I mean, like I said, Uh, Arizona Coyotes, 31st in penalty minutes in the league. You'll get some opportunities against a very weak PK. We'll see what that looks like as Claude Giroux and Cam Atkinson on the ice together. Uh, Giroux has not played with a lot of pure goal scorers in his career, which is one of the things that makes his overall numbers even more impressive. Uh, But Cam Atkinson is a shoot-first guy, so Giroux's going to get a chance to play with him, and we'll see how that plays out uh, for him and the Flyers coming up in the game tonight. Now, as I mentioned, very important week of hockey for the Flyers and a very important month of hockey is on deck. Now, the Flyers back in 2019-20, in the month of November, they really hit their stride. They had a great month of hockey. And it really, 
it, you know, it was a little surprising how early it was and what they were able to accomplish at that time. They only had two regulation losses in 16 games back in 2019-20. I guess, well, November 2019. The only teams they lost to in regulation were Florida at home, or Florida, rather, on the road, and the Ottawa Senators on the road as well. They had a couple shootout losses there, but all in all, a great month of hockey in November. 16 games that month, 14 this month for the Flyers. Now, this month, after tonight, Arizona, here's who they have coming up in the month of November. The Pittsburgh Penguins with a record of 3-3-2. The Washington Capitals at 5-0-3. The Toronto Maple Leafs off to a sluggish start, 4-4-1. Then they get Carolina on the road, 8-0. The Dallas Stars on the road, who are 3-4-1. Then they come home to take on Calgary, who they just lost to, who is 6-1-1. Then they get Tampa, 4-3-1. Boston, 4-3-0. And then Tampa again, this time on the road, 4-3-1 still. And the Florida Panthers on the road as well. The Florida two-step. 8-0-1, 8-0-1, and then the Carolina Hurricanes at 8-0-0, New Jersey Devils at 4-2-1, and the New York Islanders will round out the month at 3-2-2. That's a cumulative record after tonight's game of 64 wins, 25 losses, and 14 OTLs. That is a staggering month of heavy competition for the month of November. Flyers are going to need to be at their best to come out of this month in good position. And when you look at this Metropolitan Division, there's just not much room for error. When you look at the fact that, well, Carolina's off to a great start, 8-0-0. They have yet to lose a game. 16 points and 8 tries. The Caps hadn't lost a game in regulation. At recording, they're taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, The New York Rangers, 6-2-1 start. They've been great. Just signed Adam Fox to an extension, huge extension, $9.5 million AAV for the Norris Trophy winning defenseman. Uh, The Columbus Blue Jackets are actually off to a good start, but probably not sustainable. Flyers in that next spot with nine points tied with the Devils and the New York Islanders uh, at 3-2-2 through seven games, only eight points. They've played the least amount of games, same amount as the Flyers, uh, but off to an an uneven start for the Islanders. But I think we all feel that come you know, the end of the year or the second half of the year, they're going to be there. And the Penguins, who've dealt with so many injuries from Crosby to Malkin to Latang and Carter out and COVID protocol and everything else uh, are off to a uneven start as well through eight games, three, three, and two. So this month of hockey is going to be an enormous one for the Flyers. When you look at these opponents who they play after tonight, they get the game tonight against Arizona, who are 0-8-1. You got to get those two points. You cannot let those two points slip through your fingers. Not when you have a record in in the subsequent 13 games in the month, a collective record of 64 wins, 25 losses, and 14 overtime losses. Got to get the two points tonight. Got to take care of business. They had to do it without Ryan Ellis again tonight. Lane Vigneault said, uh, had they known this would kind of linger, probably wouldn't have taken him on that Western Canadian trip to have to endure the uh, rigors of travel, but it was day-to-day, and he, was, he would make progress and then kind of slide back. Or uh, me, Bill Meltzer and I talked about it in yesterday's episode. Could be a situation where you go, we probably don't need Ryan Ellis against the Arizona Coyotes. Let's err on the side of caution. We'll see if he's back on Thursday, though, against the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh and then Saturday when they face the Capitals in D.C. Now, in this episode, I also want to take a look. We did an audit last week of the newcomers to the Flyers. So in this episode, I'm going to start a process, and we'll do it over the next couple of days on off days, of looking at lines, decombinations, 
and goaltending and grading them out, at least through the season so far. So in this episode, we're going to look at two offensive lines. We're going to look at the top line, the Sean Couturier, Claude Giroux, and Travis Konechny line. And then we're also going to look at the Flyers' second line with Derek Broussard, Cam Atkinson, and Joel Farabee. So let's start with the top line and go through it player by player. He leads the team in scoring, Sean Couturier. I know that a lot of people, when they when they look at the Flyers, they say they don't have any elite players. And Couturier doesn't pop off the page as elite because he, he does everything incredibly well. He's one of the... He's, one of the best defensive 200-foot centermen in the entire NHL. He's a point-per-game performer for many seasons now. He's a guy that shuts down the opposition's top line and outscores it on most nights. His analytics are great. So in seven games played so far this year, three goals, six assists, and nine points, you, you can't go any lower than giving Sean Couturier an A for the start to the season. And the same goes for his linemate, who he's, he is in complete sync with, and that's Claude Giroux. Seven games played, four goals, four assists, had a six-game point streak to begin the season, eight points on the season, uh, playing a little bit less than Couturier. Couturier is seeing just over 20 minutes of time on ice per game. Giroux at 17-17. A lot of that, Couturier sees a lot more penalty kill time, and the Flyers are one of the most penalized teams in the league. Uh, but Giroux, like Couturier, off to a tremendous start this year. And Giroux, for the first time in eternity, and eternity is in a contract year. So great start for Giroux. And Travis Konechny was one of those X-factor players that we looked at in the preseason. We said if Travis Konechny gets back to that level he was in 2019-20 when he had 61 points in 69 games, 24 goals, a 30-goal pace, that he would be a huge asset for this team. And Bill and I talked about it prior as well. I've always felt like TK, when he's on his game, and then the next level below, there's a big gap between the two. Some players, they have levels that are a lot closer, smaller drop-offs. But when TK's on his game like he is now, uh, and the start to this season, he's been good. He's a byproduct of that line as well, sure. But he works well with that line. He's a complementary player to those two. They complement each other perfectly the way he plays the game. Seven games so far, just under a point per game, three goals, three assists, and he's off to a good start. So when you look at that top line for the Flyers, the big reason why they are where they are, yeah, goaltending has been much improved, and we'll get to the goaltending at some point when we do our evaluations, but that top line has really been a catalyst for the Flyers. Game in, game out, points, multiple points, important goals, and important matchups as well limiting the opposition. So uh, the top line gets an A from me. There's no two ways about it. I mean, collectively, you look at it 17, uh, 23 points between the three players in seven games. So not bad. Let's look at the second line. Derek Broussard pushed into duty here uh, because Kevin Hayes is out and Morgan Frost was sent to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. He, on the line, centers it. Second line for the Flyers, seven games played, one goal, five assists, six points. More than you could have hoped for from Derek Broussard. He's off to a great start. And he's been a good character player for them as well. Having guys backs, helps bring the team together, good man in the locker room, on and off the ice. So Derek Broussard off to a good start for the Flyers. One of his linemates, Joel Farabee. Uh, great start. Through seven games, three goals, three assists, six points. In the very early part of the season, Farabee was just simply fantastic. Yeah, you weren't going to get uh, a guy that was had a hotter start than him other than maybe Connor McDavid. So he's off to a great start as well. And on the other wing, the right side, 
How about Cam Atkinson? What? He, he's come to Philadelphia and done exactly what they acquired him to do, and that is score goals. His job is not to be the setup man. His job is not to be the playmaker. His job is to be the trigger, to be a guy that shoots off the rush and can beat a goalie with a shot, clear-sighted shot off the rush. He's a p- good penalty killer. Uh, so far on the season, how about Cam Atkinson? Seven games, six goals, one assist, seven points. He's a plus nine on the season. He's only got one penalty, 15 minutes and 55 seconds of ice time. He's been had an active stick on the PK. He's been a guy that just seems like exudes energy. And that second line, Broussard, Atkinson, and Farabee, again, you got to give that line an A. I don't know how you could go anything below that. I know the game against Calgary is our last image of this team, and nobody on the team played well in that game with the exception of Carter Hart. Nobody seemed to have energy. Nobody seemed to have their legs. They never were able to get anything going. But when you look at every the, the whole kit and caboodle, all seven games, all in the month of October, the top line with Couturier, Giroux, and Travis Konechny gets an A, and that second line with Broussard, Faraby and Atkinson going to get an A there as well. And Atkinson going to get a shot on power play number one, which should be fascinating. The Flyers run that 1-3-1 power play scheme. And uh, you have Drew on one side, Atkinson on another, and Sean Couturier in there as well. It'll be a fascinating look to see what this power play looks like. And Ivan Provorov handling the point duties. A little shocked by that. Keith Yandel's a great distributor of the puck, uh, but the Flyers uh, choosing to make a little change here, a little tweak. Uh, see how it goes against Arizona, and maybe they move forward with it. Maybe they move one piece out. Maybe they bring Yandel back in as power play number one again. Maybe Yandel comes in in that game and plays PP1 at times if the opportunity presents itself. So a lot of different opportunities, a lot of different moving pieces. It's one of the good things with the roster they have, that they can throw a lot of variety at teams. When Ryan Ellis is back, he, he had another dimension on the man advantage as well. Usually not on power play number one. We could see him there at some point this year. Rasmus Ristolainen, another guy who's played power play time. So it'll be fascinating to see how this coaching staff deploys their power play players, especially that defenseman on PP1 where they only put one D-man on the ice. How that will change throughout the year should be fascinating. Showing different looks, never a bad thing when uh, you're trying to score on the man advantage. Flyers been pretty good on the power play so far this season. They're going to look to keep it going. Maybe they look looked at some tape and said, things are looking a little stale here. Let's try some different things to, to get this power play clicking on a higher level. So expectations are always good, and we'll see how that plays out tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. It's the return of Shane Gostisbehere, who, by the way, is leading the Coyotes in points on the season. He's got five assists, no goals, but he is leading the Coyotes in points, and it'll be the first time he's there at Wells Fargo in an opposition jersey in a long time, since the Frozen Four back in the mid-2000s when he was playing for Union. That's how long it's been. And Shane Gossespair will return, I'm sure. Uh, He's got this game circled on his calendar, and his teammates are going to want to put out a good effort, not only to get their first win of the season, but get one for a ghost as well. So Flyers-Coyotes tonight. We'll have a brand-new episode of Flyers Daily tomorrow. Everybody have a great day, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's brand-new breakdown edition of Flyers Daily. (laughs) 